When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, it's Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Welcome to the Arsenal Audio Match Day Programme. Premier League, Sunday 7th of May 2017. Arsenal vs Manchester United. Kick-off, 4pm. The contents. The manager, Arsene Wenger. The captain, Pierre Matisaka. Voice of Arsenal. Youth. Young Gun. Ladies. Player feature, Laurent Koscielny. Unseen Arsenal. Match action, Tottenham Hotspur versus Arsenal. Defining moments. My Arsenal. My story. Match action, Arsenal versus Leicester City. Community. Visitors. Manchester United. And teams. The manager, Arsene Wenger. The boss speaks to the official match day programme about today's challenge. Arsene was talking to Josh James. Physically, first of all, we were not at our best against Tottenham last weekend. Looking at the game again, I felt that we looked like we were paying for the effort we put in against Leicester on Wednesday and at Wembley on Sunday. It was a bit too short, maybe, to recover completely. But in the first half, we dealt quite well with the problems we faced. It was a very even game in the first half, even if Tottenham were in front in terms of clear-cut chances. After that... We conceded two soft goals that we had managed to avoid doing recently, and I think we were destabilised by it for a while. We managed to come back into the game in the last 20 minutes, but Tottenham were sharper than us in the decisive moments of the game. On the day, we didn't have the same decisiveness that we had shown in recent games. You could say we have sacrificed a bit of our attacking fluency by moving to a new formation recently but we conceded too many goals before, and I tried to restore a bit of confidence and defensive solidity by having a more protective system. I do feel, though, that in games where we played well, the system didn't stop us from scoring or creating chances, so it would be a bit too easy to put all the offensive inefficiency just on the system. When deciding on the formation to play, we analyse a bit of everything, not just the results. 
but also it's not only the system that makes you defensive, it's the number of players you pick who have offensive or defensive qualities that makes the whole team more or less offensive. Overall, you need more experience of the system to judge completely whether or not it suits your players and your team. It's difficult to change it all again on the back of one game. The system should help Petra Cech because he should get better protection. He has been focused and sharp in recent games. He's a very professional player who is in a good period at the moment, very concentrated, and at Tottenham he made two or three good saves. Basically, Petra is a positive character who wants to do well. He's first in each day and last out. He's that type of player. But when a player makes such a long career as he has, that's no coincidence. The 20-year-old guys, who you have to tell to be on time each day and who leave straight after training sessions, you can forget about these players once they reach 30. Those type of players don't last, but Petra has a real passion for the game. Now we want to respond after a disappointing performance and sometimes there is no better way than to do it in a big game like today's. There have been some great games, some great disappointments, some great memories and some bad memories against Manchester United, but at the moment I don't reflect too much. The games have always been very tight. We have always been close, but at the end of the day the only thing that matters is always the next one. Ideally, we would like to start the game like we did last season, but no matter when you can score the goals, you just want to win the game. Even if you do have to suffer, we are ready to do it. We just want to win the game. We know they are on a strong, unbeaten run in the league, but they are not too far from us. That means they have had many draws. All the games are very tight, so we just want to focus on our performance. Let's not focus on what they do or what they have done. Let's just focus on us. We know we can beat any team if we turn up with a strong performance. The fact that we play 5th versus 6th today shows that the two teams have both struggled a bit. But it also shows there are a high number of teams who have done extremely well this season. There are more and more teams who can fight to be in the top four. Also, the difference between all the teams has shrunk, and as soon as you are not at your best, you don't win the games anymore. Finally, we all know how important you, our fans, can be today, and in our final two home games as well. Our fans have been great in the recent games, especially at Wembley Stadium, you were fantastic, and in the last game at home to Leicester, our fans were really behind the team, and that's what we want now until the end of the season. Thanks for your support at White Hart Lane last weekend as well. Enjoy the match today. The Captain, Pa Mertesacker. The Arsenal captain speaks exclusively to the official match day programme. Last weekend was, of course, a big disappointment for all of us. When you play for Arsenal Football Club, you're very much aware of the importance of the North London derby. The squad was determined to get a good result, and not to have achieved that was painful for everyone associated with this club. What also hurts is to admit we deserved the defeat, 
In the first half, they had two big chances through Delhi Ali and Christian Eriksen. After that, I thought we looked a bit better until half-time. In the second half, they scored twice quickly and then we were indebted to Petra Cech, who made some good saves. He was reliable and performed well. But in general, we didn't show our own strengths enough. What helps make us a force is our ability to create chances from multiple positions, varying angles and different players. But last weekend, we didn't do enough of that. We didn't create many chances because what makes us strong wasn't there. We didn't play our game well enough. By that I mean quick, incisive passing, which we always want to implement into our game and in every training session. We didn't pass between the lines enough. We weren't dangerous from different areas, which we always try to be. As a result, we struggled to create enough clear-cut chances to really hurt them. That's what we stand for, but we didn't deliver on it. When you play against a good team who are well-organised and tactically strong, it's about more than just playing one good ball. We have to face reality and face what it is we must do. Everyone was down about the defeat afterwards, as you'd expect, but we're looking at ourselves, not others. We need to look in the mirror and realise that in some games, we haven't been at the level to compete. There's a gap between us and the top. And at this stage of the season, you unfortunately have to say that reflects the reality of the situation. We absolutely must focus and make the most of our remaining fixtures. Let's do that this afternoon. I still have fond memories of our last home match against today's opponents. It was a fast game and was enjoyable to play in. We put the intensity from the start went full throttle by being aware and by winning the ball early. We were very good and clinical in transition and after 20 minutes with us 3-0 up, you could tell we were going to win the game. That's where we need to improve. After a game like Tottenham, you need to look back at the times where you have had that intensity and try to recreate it in the next game. Sometimes, when things are tough, you need to remind yourselves that you can do it, and we can. We can repeat it, even if we've had moments where things have been difficult for us. Manchester United were exposed by us in the opening stages last season. They couldn't match us. They tried to play, and we punished them. Often teams come here and play cautiously, in defensive blocks and use the long ball to try and avoid our quick transitions. I think they will change their approach this afternoon because they would have learnt from last season's match. We must think of ourselves. In our last home match, Leicester played deep and tried to contain and frustrate us. We need to work on how we deal with that. Recent Premier League results are more evidence of how this division is becoming ever more difficult. You can't underestimate anyone, and that keeps showing. It makes the league more competitive, enjoyable to watch, and tougher for every team. The preparation for us is crucial. How do we approach each game? How do we get through deep blocks of defence? You need to improve in every game, because all your opponents do. Teams get better, they become more technically adept, 
and have money to bring in good players too. It's very competitive. There were some contentious penalty decisions awarded last weekend too, so the question of bringing in video referees has been raised again. I think it's a difficult situation because it's all about making the right decisions quickly. What's important in that situation is not to lose the flow of the game, so if it is ever brought in, it needs to be managed carefully. I've seen video assistants take two or even three minutes to make a decision because of how tight it was. If it is to be brought in, decisions need to be made on what you can appeal. It's quite a sensitive subject and it needs to be thought about before it's implemented. It's about accuracy, speed and which decisions you're allowed to challenge. In my opinion, those are the three key factors and need to be decided on in any case. Voice of Arsenal Wembley, Wembley We're going back to Wembley later this month and here are the details for our Emirates FA Cup final against Chelsea. The FA has confirmed that we will receive approximately 28,000 tickets for the match, 3,000 more than we were allocated when we reached the final in 2015. We can confirm that we have been allocated the east section of Wembley Stadium for the match. This is the same end as we had for the semi-final victory over Manchester City. We are also pleased to say the team will be wearing our home red and white kit for this match. Further general information will be released via Arsenal.com in the build-up to the final, including details of a possible screening of the match at Emirates Stadium. For all the latest ticket details, please visit Arsenal.com. Lucky 13 If the Gunners triumph at Wembley, it will be a record 13th FA Cup win for the club. Victory would be a 7th for Arsene Wenger, the most by any manager in the competition's history. Happy birthday! We'd like to wish our former player and manager Terry Neal a very happy 75th birthday for tomorrow. Terry made 275 appearances for us between 1959 and 1970 and was manager from 1976 until 1983. He will be a guest of the club in the director's box this afternoon. Let's hope for three points today as an early birthday present. This afternoon's Matchball sponsor have sent us the following message. As massive Arsenal fans, it's always been Daniel's dream to get a match ball and meet some of the players. Happy 16th birthday, and now on to winning the game. Let's hope we do just that. Enjoy the game. Bob's a Hall of Famer. Our former goalkeeper and coach, Bob Wilson, is to receive one of football's most esteemed honours, induction into the PFA's National Football Museum Hall of Fame. Regarded as one of the greatest goalkeepers of his generation, Bob made over 300 appearances for Arsenal. In 1971, he was named our Player of the Year after he played a crucial role in the club's first ever double victory, winning both the league and FA Cup. Bob is one of nine great players due to be inducted into the National Football Museum Hall of Fame at a ceremony at the museum in Manchester on the 21st of September, and there's plenty of other Arsenal representation too, with ladies' legends Kelly Smith and Rachel Yankee also on the list. Congratulations to all three. 
We're proud of you all. Under-18s show the way. Congratulations to our under-18s, who won 3-0 at Manchester United on Wednesday afternoon. Joe Willock scored in each half, before Yassine Fortune added a third in second-half stoppage time. The result means that Kwame Ampadu's side will become champions of the under-18s Premier League final stage, if they win at Chelsea in their next fixture. A draw in that match would mean that Ampadu's team will still win the title should they match Chelsea's final result and third-placed Manchester City fail to win both their final fixtures. The under-18s host West Ham United in their final match of the season. Here's how the team lined up for the Manchester United match. Arsenal, Virginia, Ose Tutu, Olawu, Medley, T. Bowler, McGuane, Da Silva, Jay Willock, Nelson, substituted with Gilmore in the 86th minute, Malin, substituted with Dragomir in the 82nd minute, Nikisha, substituted with Fortune in the 82nd minute. Subs not used, Queen, Omole. Ray's trip to Indonesia. Arsenal legend Ray Parler officially opened one of three new football pitches in one of the most disadvantaged slum communities in North Jakarta, Indonesia, last weekend. The football project has been built by the Arsenal Foundation and our global charity partner Save the Children, thanks to the funds raised from last season's Arsenal Charity Ball, A Night to Inspire. The programme uses football as a vehicle to empower children to fight for their rights and escape their difficult circumstances. It gives vulnerable children a safe space to play, helps to build confidence and encourages teamwork among the boys and girls taking part. As part of his visit to the pitch, Ray played football with the children and joined training sessions run by Arsenal soccer school coach Drew Tyler. Football has been such a huge part of my life and given me so many opportunities. Seeing football used like this to make a difference to children's lives is amazing, said Ray. I met a young boy called Dahani, who lives on a bench at the edge of a rubbish dump. He had to drop out of school to work and support his family. Seeing how he lives and hearing his story has been an eye-opener. He faces so many daily struggles, but football is giving him back a bit of his childhood and putting a smile on his face. I'm proud Arsenal and Save the Children are getting involved here. We're using the Arsenal name and our resources to give children a better future. It's brilliant. Programme Sellers Above and Beyond Award goes to Sheena. Congratulations, Sheena Wilson, who went above and beyond at our midweek clash versus Leicester City. Many of you will come across and hear Sheena outside Highbury House with her cheery programme selling skills and her valiant efforts were rewarded with a pair of trainers, courtesy of our club partner Puma. You could help choose our next Above and Beyond recipient. If you think a programme seller deserves an award, whether they are friendly sellers or have just been helpful, please nominate them by emailing programme at arsenal.co.uk. They all wear name badges, so are recognisable. Support the under-23s at the Emirates. If you don't get your fix of home games against Manchester United today, worry not. Our under-23s are taking on the same opposition tomorrow night. 
The game starts at 7pm, with tickets priced at £4 for adults and £2 for concessions. They are available from arsenal.com until 3pm tomorrow via our TicketFast print-at-home facility. And if you can't make it, we've got you covered. The match will be streamed live on arsenal.com and the Arsenal app from 6.45pm. Our youngsters head into the game at Emirates Stadium against 8th-placed United, looking to bounce back from a disappointing defeat at Sunderland. Player and Goal of the Month After a string of fine performances, it was no surprise to see Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain named as our Vitality Player of the Month for April. The England international made goals in the matches against West Ham United and Manchester City and has adapted superbly to a new position as right-wing back. The Ox earned more than half of the votes cast, with Nacho Monreal in second place and Alexis third. Nacho didn't end the month empty-handed, however, winning our Goal of the Month competition for his stunning right-foot strike against Manchester City in the FA Cup semi-final. Congratulations, Alex and Nacho. Baggett Win with Arsenal and Puma Just answer this simple question to be in with a chance of winning. In every Premier League programme this season, the club's kit partner Puma are giving away kit bags. Just answer this question to be in with a chance of winning. Question. Who scored twice in our 3-0 home win against Manchester United last season? Email your answer, including your name and address, to programme at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at Arsenal Magazine. Please send all entries to us no later than Friday, May the 15th. One entry per person. Petter checks it out. Petter Check visited music therapy charity Nordoff Robbins on Thursday to take a look at their newly refurbished music therapy centre in London. The country's only purpose-built music therapy facility houses the Arsenal Foundation Music Therapy Room, which has been funded by the club's foundation. The centre serves our local communities, welcoming hundreds of people from Islington, Camden and Hackney, and those travelling in from further afield. Petter said, I'm so impressed with the facility, but what's so special is the work that's done here with people facing unimaginable challenges in their lives. Coming up today, Yeovil Town. Arsenal ladies are away at Yeovil Town. Monday, under 23. The under 23s host Manchester United. Tuesday, under 18. Chelsea host our under 18s. Wednesday, Southampton. It's Southampton away in the Premier League. Saturday, Stoke City. Our final game on the road in the league this season at Stoke City. Join the Arsenal Supporters Forum. We have a red members vacancy on the Supporters Forum. The forum meets three times a season before home games and has the following aims. To maintain an effective two-way dialogue between the club and fans. To ensure the club has a continued understanding of issues that affect supporters. An opportunity for the club to discuss and develop new ideas with fan representatives. The forum is attended by Ivan Gazidis and other senior club officials. 
The key areas covered include ticketing, stadium development, policing, community activities. Forum members are expected to act as a conduit for fans' questions and queries from the broad areas of support they represent. A web form query submission process has been set up on www.arsenal.com for supporters to submit queries to forum representatives. Please apply to Roxanne Wilson, rowwilson at arsenal.co.uk and an application form will be sent out to you. Innovative Inclusion Event at Emirates We hosted our biggest disability inclusion event to date in April, welcoming 60 youngsters to Emirates for a unique occasion. The event was the first of its kind in football, bringing together the delivery expertise of Arsenal in the community, along with a variety of specialist projects that have been funded or supported by the Arsenal Foundation. The overall aim of our Arsenal for Everyone initiative is to ensure everyone feels welcome at Arsenal, and this event reached out to local people and fans that may not be able to take part in football sessions led by Arsenal in the community. Our guests from across North London experienced a variety of projects that have recently been supported by the Arsenal Foundation, including arts and music company Funky Pie, The Stress Project, who specialise in adapted yoga therapy sessions, and Bag Books, who provide a unique sensory storytelling experience. Other activities on the day included a session with adapted cycling charity Pedal Power and adapted dance sessions with disability dance charity Act One Art Space, both of which have also been supported by the Arsenal Foundation. Arsenal in the Community's Disability Officer Luke Howard said, I am incredibly proud to host an inclusive event of this size. We had to ensure that we could offer safe and adapted activities, with specifically designed opportunities for those in the local area who would love to be with Arsenal, but potentially face barriers with getting involved. If you'd like to get involved in future, email luke at lhoward at arsenal.co.uk. Follow us. Not following us on Snapchat yet? Add official AFC for behind-the-scenes footage plus stories from Arsenal matches and events. We'll be getting the players involved too. How to add official AFC? 1. Log in to Snapchat and search official AFC. Or 2. Using the Snapchat camera, focus on the yellow QR code in the hard copy of this program and take a picture. Snapchat footage is only available for 24 hours, so stay close to the account for the very latest. On this day, 1931, Alf Baker's final league appearance. 1938, we win the title after 5-0 win over Bolton. 1988, Kenny Sansom and Graham Ricks make final league appearances. 2003, Jermaine Pennant and Robert Pires score hat-tricks in 6-1 win over Southampton. 2006, our final match at Highbury sees Dennis Bergkamp play his final game for us. Ref Watch, Andre Mariner. Today's referee is Andre Mariner from the West Midlands. 
The 46-year-old has officiated in the Premier League since 2005 and has taken charge of 10 of our games since the start of the 2014-15 season. Here's our recent record with Mariner in charge. 2016-17 Manchester United 1, Arsenal 1 Premier League AFC 3 yellow cards Arsenal 2, Crystal Palace 0 Premier League AFC 1 yellow card Arsenal 1, Watford 2 Premier League AFC 3 yellow cards Arsenal 2, Manchester City 2 Premier League AFC 3 yellow cards 2015-16 Newcastle United 0, Arsenal 1 Premier League AFC 1 yellow card Tottenham Hotspur 1, Arsenal 2 League Cup AFC 3 yellow cards Arsenal 2, Manchester City 1, Premier League Arsenal 1, Watford 2, FA Cup AFC 1 yellow card 2014-15 Arsenal 1, Southampton 0, Premier League Arsenal 2, Everton 0, Premier League AFC 2 yellow cards Stats Goals Alexis 19 Theo Walcott 10 Olivier Giroud 9 Masoud Azil 7 Alex Iwobi, 3. Chances created. Masoud Azil, 75. Alexis, 74. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, 29. Granit Shakar, 28. Alex Iwobi, 25. Crosses. Masoud Azil, 155. Nacho Monreal, 62. Hector Bellerin, 58. Alexis, 57. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, 55. Report it. If in doubt, report it. If someone complains, take it seriously. How? Antisocial text service. Get your phones out and text 67777. 1. Text one of the following words. Race. HPH. Tout. Foul. Stand. Smoke. Sexism. 2. Give a description. 3. Give your location. Block. Row. Seat. Arsenal. League champions 1930 1930-31, 1932-33, 1933-34, 1934-35, 1937-38, 1947-48, 1948-49, 1958-89, 1990-91, 1991-92, 1993-94, 1995-96, 1997-98, 1998-99, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 1999-2000, 
1934, 1938, 1948, 1953, 1991, shared, 1998, 1999, 2002, 2004, 2014, Arsenal Football Club, 75 Drayton Park, London, N5, 1BU, 0207-619-5000. Website, www.arsenal.com. Email, programme at arsenal.co.uk. Directors, Sir Chips Keswick, Chairman. Ken Fryer, OBE. Evan Gazidis, CEO. Richard Carr. Lord Harris of Peckham, Stan Cranker, Josh Cranker, Honorary Vice President, Lady Bracewell-Smith, Secretary, David Miles, Manager, Arsene Wenger, OBE, Physiotherapist, Colin Lewin, MCSP, SRP. You. The under-23s come unstuck in the northeast, but the under-18s winning run continues. By Connor Armstrong. Premier League 2, Saturday, April the 22nd, Appleton Colliery Welfare Ground. Sunderland under-23s 2, scored by Gooch in the 68th minute and Molyneux in the 87th. Arsenal under-23, 1, scored by Marlon in the 55th minute. Our under-23 slipped to a late 2-1 defeat against Sunderland, suffering their first loss since February the 19th. Daniel Marlon had given us the lead with an incisive finish after both sides battled out a goalless first half. Linda Gooch levelled the scores for the hosts in the 68th minute before substitute Luke Molyneux scored with his first touch with just three minutes remaining. While the first half lacked goals, the second had been underway for just ten minutes when Marlon found the net with a well-placed strike. The hosts were not to be seen off easily, however, with Gooch striking back to draw the Black Cats level just thirteen minutes later. Sunderland were now in the ascendancy and threatening to find a winning goal, something which duly arrived when Molyneux beat Hugo Cato with his first touch after coming on. Steve Gatting's side attempted to stage a late comeback, but it was too little, too late. The game marked the first time that Joe Willock had been called upon to play at under-23 level, meaning that he also lined up alongside older brother Chris. The 17-year-old said, He encouraged me before the game and told me just to be free and to play how I play for the under-18s. I looked to him as a big role model, so it was good. I'm trying to play a few more games for the team, but it's hard sometimes when the first team has come back down and come in. So I'm just going to carry on training well and hopefully get another appearance before the end of the season. If not, I'll carry on playing well for the under-18s. I've been training with the under-23s regularly for four to six weeks, and then the manager told me that I might have a chance to travel here. I trained well pretty much, 
and then he said I was in the squad this morning. It was good to be starting at number 10. Playing for Arsenal were Kato, Johnson, Olowu, Sheaf, Bramall, Maitland-Niles, McGain, De Silva, Jay Willock, C. Willock, substituted by Dragomir in the 81st minute, Marlon, substituted by Fortune in the 81st minute. Subs not used were Virginia and Medley. Under-18 Premier League Final Stage Saturday, April the 29th, Blackburn Rovers Training Centre Blackburn Rovers Under-18 1, scored by Lynch in the 28th minute Arsenal Under-18 5, scored by Nelson in the 8th, 10th and 19th minute and Marlon in the 33rd and 73rd minutes Arsenal under-18s avenged their FA Youth Cup exit at the hands of Blackburn in spectacular fashion, winning 5-1 on the road in Lancashire. Rhys Nelson was the star of the show, netting a hat-trick in just under 12 minutes as Rovers struggled to withstand the barrage. The midfielder was shown a red card for a headbutt during the elimination from the FA Youth Cup in December, but redeemed himself with stunning style. Kwame Ampadu's side are so far unbeaten in this stage of the competition, having qualified by finishing second in their 12-team Southern group. Quick thinking from Nelson saw him take a couple of Blackburn players out of the game early doors, turning away from a marker before curling an expertly placed finish into the top corner of the goal after just eight minutes. Two minutes later, Nelson had found the net again. This time the midfielder raced on to an inviting pass from Joe Willock before holding his nerve and steadying himself before firing past the onrushing Matthew Campbell in goal. His hat-trick was completed just nine minutes later. For the third, Nelson swapped passes with Marcus McGain on the edge of the Blackburn area, mixing in smart touches and nifty footwork to wriggle his way through the heart of the host's defence before stroking the ball between the legs of Campbell and into the net. With just 19 minutes on the clock, it was obvious that Ampadu's side weren't done yet, a theory duly proven by Daniel Marlin's strike in the 33rd minute. Despite Bradley Lynch pulling one back shortly beforehand, the Dutchman got behind the Blackburn defence before sending a low strike inside the front of the far post to further increase the host's agony. The lead was extended in the second half when substitute Eddie and Kitia and Vlad Dragomir combined with the Romanian opening up the Blackburn defence with an incisive pass that allowed Marlon to stroke the ball past Campbell to add a fifth goal to our tally for the afternoon. And Kitia then forged another opening for Marlon, leading a break in the right channel after a ball forward from Jordi Osetutu. Marlon's eventual shot would cannon off the post, denying him a hat-trick of his own. Three straight wins have now featured 13 goals for Kwame Ampadu's attacking Tyros. Playing for Arsenal were Virginia Osetutu, Olowu, Medley, Tibola, McGain, substituted by Gilmore in the 61st minute, De Silva, Fortune, substituted by Nkitia in the 61st minute, Nelson, Substituted by Dragomir in the 61st minute, C. Willock, Marlon, subs not used, Crean, Amole. Under 18 Premier League final stage. Saturday, April the 22nd, Arsenal Training Centre. Arsenal under 18, 4. 
scored by Gilmore in the 25th, 55th and 86th minutes, all with penalties, and John Jules in the 64th minute. Liverpool under 18, 1, scored by Lewis in the 28th minute, a penalty. Charlie Gilmore scored three penalties and claimed an assist as our under-18s beat Liverpool 4-1. The Scotland Youth International went the same way to the keeper's left for all three penalties before setting up Tyrese John Jules for our other goal with a lifted pass. Liverpool's first transgression saw a visiting defender handle Jordi Osetutu's low cross and Gilmore duly dispatched the spot kick with a low hard strike beyond the reach of Kaiman Kelleher. Kame Ampada's side were unable to hold their lead at the interval, however, with Lewis picking himself up after being fouled by Javier Amici and sending Alex Green the wrong way with a penalty of his own. Amici was then brought down to enable Gilmore to add a second goal to his tally for the afternoon. John Jules then added a third goal by racing onto a lofted through ball from Gilmore before holding his nerve and tucking the ball inside the far post. John Jules was instrumental in the game's final goal too, with his powerful run ending in Kelleher bringing him to ground and enabling Gilmore to complete his hat-trick with another controlled penalty. Playing for Arsenal were Crean, Osetutu, Ballard, Amole, Tibola, Gilmore, Benson, Smith-Rowe, substituted by Balogun in the 46th minute, Burton Amici, substituted by Thompson in the 82nd minute, John Jules, substituted by Beckford in the 90th minute, subs not used, Oconquo Pilias. Young Gun, the next generation, in their own words. Yasin Fortune, position forward, born Aubervilliers, France, January 30th, 1999, nationality French, boots Adidas, joined July 2015, height and weight 188 centimetres, 82 kilograms. I'm really enjoying my football at the moment and feel that I'm playing well too. It's so good to be back after being out for so long. I suffered a knee injury when I landed awkwardly against Aston Villa in my first year and we thought that I'd fully recovered but it started playing up again when I was away with France in the under-17s tournament. I was out for most of pre-season and the beginning of the new campaign. When my knee eventually healed I then injured my hip in training. That was a real setback and I couldn't do any real fitness work. So when I eventually rejoined the squad in January, it took me a few weeks to get properly match fit. I now feel really good, strong and energetic. I've also played twice with the under 23s. I found that to be a bit more physical and more aggressive, but in terms of tactics and technical level, the games are similar. I've played as a number 10 and did that a lot when I was with Lens, but not so much at Arsenal. Here I play as a striker or left wing and if I'm honest I prefer playing on the left because I like to run at defenders. When you cut it at pace against them you can cause the panic as you ask questions of them. 
A lot of coaches have said my style of play reminds them of Thierry Henry, which is a massive compliment as he's the one player I always looked to learn from. I watched hours and hours of his games on YouTube. I also had the honour of working with Thierry when he was coaching at Arsenal and his advice and comments were so helpful. And I still draw on his words today. Of the footballers still playing, I tend to watch Edinson Cavani, the most because of his movement. He is superb and in my view there is no one better in that aspect of a striker's game. I am working hard to improve the style and variety of my movement and I like to put in maximum effort in training. I also find if I go into the gym, before we go out into training, I get more out of the sessions. I feel stronger and sharper. I'm really settled in England, so much so that I often stay here rather than going back to France when we have time off. I live in a flat on my own in Cockfosters. I had cooking lessons and now I can boast that I cook the best steak around. I enjoy the responsibility and the discipline that you have to develop. It's up to me to ensure the flat is clean and tidy, that I eat well and pay all the bills. I love living here and the best thing about it is being at Arsenal and having the chance to one day play for the club. I have good friends here. We are a close group of players. Also, I have known Jeff Ren Adelaide since we were together at Lons and it's been good having him at the club, especially when we first joined. But I must say that Francis Coquelin was a very big help too. He was always available when we had questions or needed advice. I'm very thankful that he took time to make sure that we were okay. We only have a few games left this season, and my aim is to do as well as I can and set me up for the next year. We have to try and win our next three games against Manchester United, Chelsea and West Ham. So that we win the under-18s National League, which will be such an honour. It will be tough, but I really believe that we are good enough. That is my focus at the moment. The Lowdown. Biggest influence on your career. My dad. Best aspect of your game. Dribbling at speed. What do you need to work on? Movement and my left foot. Which team did you support as a boy? Manchester United. Who did you pretend to be in the playground? Thierry Henry. Which current player would you most like to play against? Lionel Messi. Greatest moment of your career so far? Signing my first professional contract. Your most valuable possession. Pictures of my family. What other sports are you good at? Table tennis. Teammates. Who has the best sense of humour? Mark Bowler. Who is the best at FIFA? Stefan O'Connor. Who has the best engine? Ismail Benacer. Who has the best turn of pace? Reese Nelson. Who is the worst at FIFA? Myself. Who is the worst dancer? Chris Willock. You choose Nando's or KFC? Nando's. Kanye West or Drake? Drake. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Champions League or World Cup? World Cup. Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. Home kit or away kit? Home kit. 
long range gold or dribble through the team dribble through the team beach holiday or city break beach holiday red sauce or brown sauce red sauce 40 meters or 400 meters 40 meters Ladies, the WSL Spring Series gets underway with a frustrating goalless draw away to Sunderland Ladies. WSL Spring Series, Sunday, April the 30th, Hetton Centre. Sunderland Ladies, nil. Arsenal Ladies, nil. Arsenal Ladies were held to a goalless draw by Sunderland Ladies in their opening game of the WSL Spring Series. Pedro Martinez-Losa handed Academy product Anna Patton her first start in central defence, while close-season signing Heather O'Reilly made her league debut. Leah Williamson, Kim Little and Emma Mitchell all missed out due to injury, but Captain Alex Scott returned to the starting eleven following a setback on international duty. Jordan Nobbs started in midfield against her former club, while ex-Sunderland striker Beth Mead was among the substitutes. The Gunners were in the ascendancy from the get-go, forcing Sunderland to soak up pressure and play on the counter-attack. The hosts soon won a free kick out wide, which saw Dominique Brunenberg direct a header on goal, but Sari van Wienendal managed to claw it away from close range. Arsenal weren't able to truly test goalkeeper Anka Preuss, as the Lady Blackcats' defence restricted the visitors to shots from outside the box. Losa's side were on the offensive after the restart, and almost took the lead, following O'Reilly's fine footwork, but the midfielder dragged a low drive wide. Brunenberg tested her compatriot Van Wienendahl again moments later, but the goalkeeper was able to tip the midfielder's stinging effort over the bar. The woodwork denied Daniela van der Donk minutes before the hour mark, but the referee had already blown her whistle for an earlier foul. Arsenal continued to apply pressure, but Sunderland's resolute defending meant Losa's side had to settle for a point in their spring series opener. Arsenal, Van Wienendahl, Ruben Moy, Scott, Patton, Janssen, Nobbs, van der Donk, Carter, Williams, O'Reilly, Taylor. Subs not used, McCabe, Mead, Kelly, Morehouse, Humphrey. Follow the Ladies' Spring Series. The BBC and BT Sport have revealed that a number of matches will be screened live on either the BBC Sport website or BT Sport, and that includes these two remaining Gunners games. Arsenal Ladies versus Birmingham City Ladies, Saturday, May the 20th, 2017, kick-off 1pm, live on BBC Sport website. Manchester City Ladies versus Arsenal Ladies, Sunday, May the 28th, 2017, kick-off 12pm, BT Sport and BBC Radio Commentary. Alex and Kelly's Awards Arsenal ladies captain Alex Scott and club legend Kelly Smith have been honoured for their contribution to the game. Alex was awarded an MBE at Buckingham Palace last week in recognition of her outstanding contribution to women's football. Alex, who joined our academy aged eight, 
has been a long-time supporter of the game at grassroots level. In 2016, she travelled to Iraq to inspire young girls to play football as part of a project run by the Arsenal Foundation and Save the Children for Displaced Children. Kelly, who retired from football at the start of this year after a stellar career that spanned two decades, was awarded the PFA Special Achievement Award on April the 23rd. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Kelly is England women's all-time leading scorer, with 46 goals in 117 games for her country. The Mighty Quinn Republic of Ireland international Louise Quinn has joined Arsenal on a short-term deal. The 26-year-old central defender arrives from Notts County Ladies, following the East Midland team's recent liquidation. Prior to playing for County, Quinn was with Swedish team Eskilstuna United, whom she captained in their UEFA Women's Champions League campaign. The six-foot defender made her full debut for Ireland as a 17-year-old in 2008 and now has 47 caps for her country, with an impressive eight goals, including one against the mighty Germany in World Cup qualifying. Exclusive player feature, Laurent Koscielny, number six, ready for the fight. Laurent Koscielny knows that every minute of every remaining match this season is crucial for the Gunners. By Connor Armstrong. With just five games of the Premier League season remaining, it's becoming a case of now or never for Arsenal as they look to hunt down a Champions League qualification spot. Laurent Koscielny is now a seasoned campaigner for the Gunners, having joined us in July 2010, and the Frenchman has proven time and again to be the man for the clutch situation, be it a goal to secure a top-four position on the last day or an equaliser to take an FA Cup final into extra time. The regular on-pitch captain is relishing the challenges that lie ahead in May and, 
speaking to the matchday programme ahead of the visit of Jose Mourinho and his Manchester United side, Laurent discussed a vital run-in, the development of compatriots Anthony Martial and Paul Pogba, and the opportunity to lift a record 13th FA Cup at Wembley Stadium on May the 27th. Laurent, it's seven seasons of facing Manchester United now for you. What stands out for you from those games? He said, Firstly, it's always hard to play against Manchester United. The best memory for me is maybe when we won the quarter-final in the last year that we won the FA Cup. It was Danny who scored the goal, but against United it is always difficult because they have a good squad. There are always great players playing for them. It's a big club in this country with a big history and it's always a hard duel. Before I joined Arsenal, I remember famous goals from famous games between the teams, like Sylvain Wilted winning the league at Old Trafford and Thierry Henry's brilliant volley past Fabian Barthez. Question. You'll be facing two of your international teammates in Paul Pogba and Anthony Martial. What have you made of their time in England so far? England, Laurent replied, after improving a lot in his time with Juventus, Paul is back home and I think he has his head on his shoulders with the price of his transfer, but I can tell you he was always like this. He was always just focused on his game and just playing. He takes pleasure with his teammates and wants to win games. Anthony has different qualities because he is more of a winger. He is more powerful in space and has the technical ability to play one against one with the defenders. This season was hard for him because he didn't play all the top games, but he's still young and has improved. I think this season can help him for the next one. This experience will help him to see it's difficult to play every game at somewhere like Manchester United. Question. There'll be no Zlatan Ibrahimovic for Manchester United. What does that change for you? They have a lot of players who can play up front. They have Rashford too. Zlatan is now injured for a long time. He is different and has different qualities. Zlatan is more physical and when he is on the pitch you can always see him. This is different with Rashford. Rashford is more mobile, more dangerous with space, like Anthony Martial. So it's two different players. Rashford is still young, but he's improved since he first started to play for Manchester United last year and he scored important goals. He's got into his national team too, so it's a reward for him. Question. Whoever you come up against, it could well be part of a back three. Does this system give you more freedom on the ball? Does that suit you? He said, yes, it's different to play three at the back. We have more solutions when we start and build our game from the back. We have more time as players, and after we have the possibility to go into the midfield, this is important. We have wingers on the side who stay very high so that we can be larger on the pitch and this is very, very important when you play with three at the back. So now we have different possibilities to play. Question. Just how valuable could a win against United prove to be, not only for the players but for the fans too? Laurent said, We have just five games until the end now. We know that after losing to Tottenham, we just need to go on to the pitch and win the last five games if we want to qualify for the Champions League. We have no other solution than this. 
We need to take to the pitch now and show we are ready for the fight and ready to push ourselves to earn the three points. Question. The FA Cup final is later this month. Which of your two FA Cup victories stands out the most? The first one against Hull City was more spectacular because we were 2-0 down after 25 minutes. It's hard because you prepare yourself during the week to start strong and you have your plan and after 25 minutes you are two goals down. For me, it was my second final after Birmingham in the League Cup and again I thought I will lose this game. Question. How did you react to going 2-0 down and how did you turn it around? Lawrence said, To be honest, I think the most important thing was to score the first goal before half-time, because if we didn't score, then the second half would be very hard, because, you know, when you are winning 2-0 in a final, you stay at the back and you fight for each other and you stay very deep and tight. With time, it will be more difficult to score two goals, so the free kick of Santi changed everything. It helped us keep our confidence about our football, and in the second half, we were more confident just to play with our quality to give us more stability. We scored to make it 2-2, and after we felt we would win the game because we were a lot more comfortable physically and on the ball. Question, that first trophy with us must have been a special moment for you. Laurent replied, The best feeling you can have is winning a trophy. I think for a long time Arsenal didn't win a trophy, and when we won the first FA Cup, it gave us more confidence because you can say, OK, we can win some trophies here. We kept the FA Cup with us the year after against Aston Villa. It's not easy to keep the FA Cup, but because we won one year before, we knew that we could win again. I think we played well for all of the game against Villa. When Alexis scored to make it 2-0, we knew that it was finished. After that, we took more pleasure and we felt more happy to play the final because we knew that we were stronger at the back and we would not concede goals. It was a great final. It had less pressure. Question. It's impossible to talk about the FA Cup without mentioning Wembley Stadium. How do you find it playing under the arch? You must be rather used to it by now. Laurent said, It's still an amazing stadium for me. It's very big. The atmosphere is good, and what I really like when you play a semi-final or a final is when you come on to the pitch and half of the stadium is with us and half of the stadium is with the other team. To see that is very nice. It's always a good feeling to play at Wembley Stadium, but also to win. Question. Winning at Wembley is something we've already done this season. Talk us through that match against Manchester City. Laurent said, it gave us confidence because we were in a bad situation in the league and I think this win against Man City, a big team in a semi-final, was very important. It was a hard game because Man City have a lot of great players who can make the difference. But it was the second time we had played with the three defenders and all the players were focused on their job and their teammates with full commitment. After they scored... We were more dangerous and we felt more ready physically and I think we finished the game better than City. Question. Chelsea stand in our way of a record 13th FA Cup win. What do you make of our opponents? Laurent replied, With Chelsea it is always difficult. They are good tactically. 
they know what they want to do, which player on the pitch must do what for his teammates. It was true in the semi-final against Tottenham, and it's always the same. They have a good defensive block, maybe deep on the pitch, but always ready to help each other, and up front they have players who can make the difference. They don't need two or three opportunities to score. That is the danger with Chelsea. Last question. In light of everything that's happened this season, does that put extra pressure on the cup final? Laurent said, no. We have pressure every time we play a game for Arsenal. We have no more pressure than the other games. We just focus on what a final is about. It's to win. Like I have said before, you just remember the winner and not about which game it was, whether this team played well or not. You just talk about the winner. So, let's focus on our job. We will go out for this. We will have our plan and to be ready for this game. So, we push ourselves with a good spirit like we did before for this final. Unseen Arsenal George Graham's first Highbury return January 6th, 1973 It was a sticky situation for George Graham, literally, given the state of the Highbury pitch in 1973. The Scottish midfielder, who was a key member of the Arsenal team that had won the double in 1970-71, had joined Manchester United on December 27th, 1972. And in a supremely ironic twist, he would make his debut for his new club 11 days later at Highbury. The arrival of World Cup winner Alan Ball had unsettled Graham, and although he featured regularly at the start of the season as the Gunners mounted a title challenge, he was out of the team for a 3-1 win at Wolves on November 11th and never played for Arsenal again. He was sold for £120,000. United, it was fair to say, were in a mess. Manager Franco Farrell had been sacked following a 5-0 defeat at Crystal Palace in early December that had left the club in real danger of relegation, having been 10 points clear the previous season before slumping to 8th. And the Gunners didn't make life any easier for new manager Tommy Doherty, winning 3-1 thanks to goals from Ray Kennedy, Jarge Armstrong and, to rub salt into Graham's wounds, Alan Ball. Ultimately though, Arsenal couldn't regain the title They'd lost to Derby County the previous season. The Gunners finished second, three points behind Liverpool, and picking up just three points from their last six games. It was Liverpool's eighth title, moving them joint top of the all-time list, alongside Arsenal, with United one behind on seven. The Red Devils had enjoyed some slightly better form towards the end of the season, going eight games unbeaten in March and April, but finished the season a lowly 18th out of 22 teams. It would get worse when United were relegated the following season, famously condemned to second division football by Dennis Law's backheel in the Manchester derby. Meanwhile, a 32-year-old Alex Ferguson had just called time on his playing career after a season struggling up front for Air United and was about to enter management with East Stirlingshire. League titles for both Ferguson and Graham were a little way off yet. Further perspective 
1. Arsenal's second place finish in 1972-73 would be their best for another 16 years until they won the league title in 1988-89 under a certain George Graham, of course. 2. Alan Ball was made Arsenal captain in December 1974, but the club was in decline, finishing 16th that season. Ball left for Southampton in December 1976 for just £60,000. Match Action Tottenham Hotspur vs Arsenal Sunday, April the 30th, 2017 Tottenham Hotspur 2, Arsenal 0 Tottenham Hotspur Scorers Ali, 55 Kane, 58 Penalty Lineup: Joris Alderweireld Vertonghen Trippier Substituted with Walker in the 88th minute Davies Son Substituted with Dembele in the 79th minute Wanyama Deer Ali Substituted with Sissoko in the 89th minute Eriksson Kane Subs not used, Vorm, Vimmer, Mediba, Janssen. Yellow card, Kane. Arsenal. Scorers, not applicable. Lineup, Czech, Gibbs, Gabriel. Substituted with Bellerin in the 75th minute. Kozilny, Monreal, Ramsey, Azil, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Shakar. Substituted with Welbeck in the 65th minute. Sanchez, Giroud, substituted with Walcott in the 81st minute. Subs not used, Ospina, Holding, Iwobi, Coquelin. Yellow cards, Gabriel, Monreal, Giroud. Match stats. Total shots. Tottenham 20, Arsenal 12. Shots on target. Tottenham 11, Arsenal 4. Corners. Tottenham 14, Arsenal 5. Offsides. Tottenham 2, Arsenal 5. Fouls. Tottenham 7, Arsenal 15. Possession. Tottenham 51%, Arsenal 49%. Game number 49. Attendance 31,811. Away fans. 2,358 Referee, Michael Oliver Man of the Match, Petr Cech Venue, White Hart Lane Competition, Premier League On Twitter, at Arsenal We know it hurts, but we wanted to thank you for your support at hashtag THFCVAFC First Half a typically frenetic North London derby proved an even encounter in the opening exchanges, but Tottenham began to look the more dangerous outfit, with Harry Kane and Delhi Alley coming close, before Christian Eriksen hit the crossbar following a shot from Hong Min Son. The Gunners did maintain a threat, though, with Aaron Ramsey having a couple of attempts on goal, Kieran Gibbs fizzing an effort over, and Alexis shooting wide. The last action of the half saw Petr Cech called upon, however, turning a Jan Vertonghen effort around the post. Second half. 
The second half began with Victor Wanyama forcing Czech to tip over before Olivier Giroud volleyed over Hugo Joris's crossbar. Delhi Ali then gave the home side the lead on 55 minutes. Czech saved well from Eriksson, only to see the ball drop to Ali, who scrambled it home. Within three minutes, the game was effectively over. Gabriel was adjudged to have brought down Harry Kane in the box, who doubled Spurs' lead from the penalty spot. The remainder of the game featured isolated chances for Arsenal from Giroud and sub Theo Walcott, but Czech, the busier keeper, saving notably from Vertonghen, Kane and Toby Alderweireld. Defining moments, Jens Lehmann. Former Arsenal stars select the situations that defined their career with the Gunners. Jens was talking to Jen Maidment. 1. Man United away and a tale of two penalties. This was one of my first games for the club. I had just taken over the jersey from a legend in David Seaman, a man I knew all about. He was an outstanding goalkeeper and loved at the club. He was also an English legend, and I was German, which was not so good perhaps. But one thing I didn't know much about was the rivalry between us and United. When we went to play them at Old Trafford in 2003, I was simply not aware of the importance. Nobody said anything to me, but I understood very quickly this was a very special game, one with a difference, with a real edge. There was a big history between the two clubs. Before the game, I got a taste when we were stood shoulder to shoulder in the tunnel. It was tense. It was a real battle, and I loved being part of it. They were awarded a very doubtful penalty, but fortunately, Ruud van Nistelrooy hit the bar, and we drew nil-nil. Then afterwards, there was lots of pushing and shoving. The crowd was up for it too. I always enjoyed playing at Old Trafford, to be honest, because they were passionate when they played us. There was another clash afterwards between players and management, and I clearly remember sitting there afterwards thinking it was incredible that in English football you could do all of that kind of thing and not get punished. I thought to myself, you can do whatever you want here in England. Then a few days later, of course, there was something like four suspensions on one side and three on the other. I look back on that game and I think it was hard for United, and particularly Ferguson, to see a newcomer like us on the up. The United establishment, in my opinion, saw this as a hit to their pride. This was near the beginning of our unbeaten run, and, of course, it ended in Game 50 back at Old Trafford. There was another penalty, but we all could see that it was a dive, all of us apart from the referee. The referee was very kind to United that day. But I loved playing in all of those games, I loved playing against United because they put lots of crosses into the box and I could come and try and command my area. That's what I came to England for. 2. Tottenham away, 2004, and another dubious penalty. Remember when we won the league at White Hart Lane in 2004? I do, because the referee gave them a last-minute penalty after I supposedly fouled their player. Was it Robbie Keane? It was a strange decision, and I wasn't happy. Their player also pushed me afterwards. Anyway, they scored and drew the game 
I wasn't happy at all and went back to the dressing room where Arsene Wenger and Saul Campbell, who was sat next to me, were furious with me and blamed me for the penalty. I told them I didn't do anything, but it was no good. The dressing room was virtually empty, just us. Nobody had told us we were champions. All of our players were on the pitch celebrating, and we were in the dressing room feeling down. Then, after a couple of minutes, one of the coaching team, Paul Johnson, came into the dressing room. He shouted, Oi, German, we're the champions. We had forgotten. We immediately went back outside to celebrate with the other players and the fans. Two hours later, when we were on the coach back to London Coney, the boss came up to me and apologised. He had seen it wasn't a penalty. But hey, we were champions, and that was what mattered. 3. Played 38, won 26, drawn 12, lost nil. When I signed, Chelsea spent lots and lots of money because of Roman Abramovich, but I was the only new signing at Arsenal, a goalkeeper too, replacing the legend David Seaman, a man I respected, as I said. He was an English legend too, and I was German. It was perhaps seen by some that I was going to be a weak link for the Arsenal. So Chelsea thought this was their year to take over us as rivals to United. They played us twice in the league, but couldn't beat us, but they tried very hard. But then nobody could, because we made history and went unbeaten for the whole season. We somehow went on and on, not losing. It was tough, very tough, but we won the league at Spurs, and then strived to go unbeaten for an entire season. We were one nil down at home to Leicester when, I think, Paul Dickoff scored. But we knew we could score against any team. We didn't panic, and minutes later scored. Then we won it. Why? Because despite all the pressure, we were full of confidence. We knew, even at one nil down, we would turn it around. You know, I look back, and we were very vocal. I was always very critical of myself, and tried to double my efforts in every game. I always needed to be perfect and was constantly putting extra pressure on myself. But we talked as a team. We were very critical and demanded the best. Sol Campbell, for example, talked a lot. So did I. Thierry Henry, I remember, was very critical of me when I considered a goal at Portsmouth in very wet and windy conditions on the run-in that season. Thierry equalised for us, thankfully. Martin Kian barely played that season, but he was a true leader because he constantly talked to his teammates. He was fantastic. I am not sure this generation of footballers is so vocal. I don't think, generally, this generation talks to each other enough. That's just my opinion. 4. Cardiff 2005 During the 2004-05 season, the boss had dropped me because I was old and tired. I fought back so hard to get in the team again, and eventually regained my place from Manuel Amunia. I was scared before every game that I may lose my place again, but it was a great motivation. That mixture of fear and anger really worked. I ended up, in my opinion, playing in a period that was my best ever as a player. I also became number one in the German national team, which was very important. To cap it all, we went on to win the FA Cup final in Cardiff against our friends from Manchester United. Well, we did not play the Arsenal way. We basically defended for 120 minutes, but United couldn't score and it went to penalties. As you'll know, 
we went on to beat them on penalties. But those 120 minutes were very draining, so much so that when I was in the shower after the game, Ray Parler came in, pointed down and shouted at me, Did you break a leg? I looked down and there was this huge swelling on my shin, perhaps 10 centimetres long. The physio cooled it down and told me I was so pumped with adrenaline, which is why I could not even feel it. I think it was when I collided with Ryan Gibbs outside my goal. 5. Clean sheets and a red card We had a tremendous defensive record in the 2005-6 Champions League, not conceding a goal for something like 10 games. It was a great achievement when you realise we did not have the most conventional back four. Mathieu Flamini played at left-back, perhaps Laurent on the right, Senderos in the middle with Colo Toure. This was not the normal back line. But one thing we had was fantastic organisation. Away from home we would play 4-5-1 and ensure we got that all-important clean sheet. I was also lucky to make some very good saves along the way. But in Paris, in the final against Barcelona, it all went wrong for me after just 18 minutes. Samuel Otoho ran through and I came running out. There was contact. Otoho went down. It was a clear goal-scoring opportunity. The referee gave me a red card. Maybe I was subconsciously drilled to not concede a goal, so I came off my line quickly. Perhaps I should have stayed. Let him just score the goal, and then we still have eleven on the pitch for the remainder of the game. But I didn't. I regret that I was not on the pitch when we took the lead through Sol Campbell. It was a shame. We played well, but they, eventually, wore us down and won with two late goals. My Arsenal We hear about your heroes, hangouts and heart-stopping moments. Robbie Morse is 27 years old and lives in North London. He works as a recruitment consultant. Email programme at arsenal.co.uk for your My Arsenal questionnaire. Why are you an Arsenal fan? My dad was a Millwall fan, but he moved to Sittingbourne aged 14 and became friends with an Arsenal fan, who he later went to games with. By the time me and my brother were born, it wasn't optional. First Arsenal game. I was too young to remember, but the one I remember is a 0-0 draw with Crystal Palace in the mid to late 1990s, we think 1998. Tony Adams was injured, so Steve Bold was captain. Favourite Arsenal game. I was fortunate enough to be in a box at White Hart Lane when we won the league there in 2004. Match day routine. It's varied down the years, but it generally involves a pint in either the Arsenal Tavern or Highbury Barn. Favourite place to eat before a game. The Man Burger from the van outside the Drayton Park pub takes some beating. How do you feel when you approach the ground? When the stadium is all lit up at night, I believe it's the best in Europe. Best place to watch a game from? I was in club level once. The free pint and programme is worth it and the view is faultless. Do you go straight home or do you go out to celebrate stroke drown your sorrows? OA Comtam, a Vietnamese restaurant on Holloway Road, 
is a cheap but very cheerful post-match wind-down. Where's the furthest you've travelled to watch Arsenal play? I went to Roma in 2009, the worst game of football I've ever seen, but we won on penalties. We were herded like cattle onto buses to and from the stadium. Favourite away ground, St James's Park. Great views from the away end and it stands like a castle right in the middle of a great city. Favourite memorabilia, a rocky row castle figurine from when I was a child. I don't remember when or how I got it. Whose name is on the back of your shirt? Mesut Ozil's. Favourite ever Arsenal shirt? The 2015 FA Cup final shirt. There's just something about winning trophies in yellow and blue. Arsenal cult hero? Yossi Benayoun. His six goals on loan from Chelsea in 2011-12 made a real difference. Best Arsenal goal you've seen live. Probably the Van Persie and Fabregas two in two minutes against Tottenham a few years ago. I was still celebrating Van Persie's goal when I saw Fabregas go through. Best debut? Semir Nasri was a class above on his debut against West Brom in 2008. Ever met any Arsenal players? My dad used to get tickets to the players lounge at Highbury. Me and my brother got our picture taken with Henri, Pires and Willetorn. Which player would you most like to go for dinner with? I live in Haringey, home of London's best Turkish restaurants. So with his Turkish roots, I'd love to see what Mesut Ozil thinks to my personal favourite, Tarshish. You could play in any Arsenal team. Which would it be and who would you replace? The Invincibles, but I couldn't replace anyone. I'd be on the bench, admiring the greatest side in English football history. My story. The Arsenal Foundation. The work of the Arsenal Foundation and the partners and initiatives it supports have touched the lives of a great number of people in a variety of ways. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund local football club Essex Road Giants. Joshua Asiyama, 16, is a local youngster who's feeling the benefits on and off the pitch. I'm from Ghana originally, and I live just off Essex Road with my older brother, sister, mum and dad. Before Essex Road Giants, I was playing football here and there, but it was rare. The biggest challenge was finding a pitch. I would wander around Islington, but my mum put an end to that. I found out about ERG at school. A friend had a letter promoting the team's first training session that weekend, and I was interested because I only lived a few minutes away. I wanted to go along because the team I was playing for at the time wasn't the best, and also many of my friends wanted to go and try out for the new team. When we got there, straight away I noticed the two coaches, Lewis and Ryan, who I used to see around my estate a lot. I didn't even know they were football coaches, so I was shocked to see them, but also happy and less nervous. After the session, they sat us all down and made us think about the future. They let us know that everyone was welcome because football is meant to be fun, 
But for those who wanted to push themselves, there would be two or three sessions a week, with matches as well. They spoke with so much passion, it was very hard to ignore. When I first came, I was a left back. But now I've been put through my paces, I can play left and centre midfield. The thing I enjoy most about the club is how close and well-run everything is. For example, both coaches have taken me to trials when my parents couldn't make it. They also let me come down to sessions and take a little group myself, and I've made friends I probably wouldn't know if I hadn't come to the club. Three years on, we're very close. Lewis and Ryan have made me 1,000 times better as a player. I feel like I'm a game-changer, whereas before I was just another player. They've also given me skills I've taken into my everyday life. My behaviour used to hold me back, especially my anger, but I'm a role model to many ERG children and also for a lot of the younger ones on the estate, so I think before I act. So not only have they helped me become a better footballer, they've helped me become a young adult and a coach. I think every big club, if they can, should help local charities because it brings the community together and it means projects like ERG can produce top-class footballers. Hopefully, one of us will one day get a run-out in the Premier League. For more info, email lewisyaboa92 at gmail.com. Match action. Arsenal versus Leicester City. Wednesday, April 26, 2017. Game number 48. Attendance 59,829. Referee Mike Jones. Man of the match Nacho Morel. Venue Emirates Stadium. Competition Premier League. The final score Arsenal 1, Leicester City 0. Match stats for Arsenal. Total shots, 12. Shots on target, 5. Corners, 12. Offsides, 8. Fouls, 9. Possession, 69%. For Leicester City. Total shots, 7. Shots on target, 3. Corners, 1. Offsides, 6. Fouls, 13. Possession, 31%. Arsenal, the scorer, Hoof, 86th minute, own goal. Lineup, Czech, Gabriel, Kishilny, Monreal, Bellerin, Coquelin. Subbed for Ramsey, 75th minute. Xhaka, Gibbs, subbed for Welbeck, 68th minute. Ozil, Alexis, Walcott, subbed for Giroud, 75th minute. Subs not to use... Marcinez, Elneny, Oxlane-Chamberlain, Awobi. Yellow cards, Xhaka, Alexis. Leicester City, line-up, Schmeichel, Simpson. Benelouin, subbed for Gray, 90th minute. Hoof, Fuchs, Mares, Drinkwater. Ndidi, Albrighton, Vardy. Ujara, subbed for Ukazaki. 70th minute. Subs not to use. Zila, Chiwell, Musa, 
Amati, King. Yellow Cards, Simpson. Benelouin, Hoof. Fuchs. First half. Arsenal left it late and needed a slice of luck to beat the champions at the Emirates Stadium. A side that was much changed from the FA Cup semi-final win over Manchester City made a sluggish start as Jane Vardy hit the side netting on seven minutes, but soon grew into the game. Francis Coughlin forced a save, and Nacho Monreal's hook shot from the resulting corner was cleared off the line before the visitors, who were happy to play on a counter-attack, broke and Peter Cech made a superb stop for Mirad Mahrez. Kasper Smeichel then denied Theo Walcott, and the crossbar denied Alexis as a goal refused to come. Second half. The gunner stepped up the pace after the break, which simply forced the visitors even deeper. Alexis was denied time to shoot in the box, and Granit Xhaka had a long-range effort saved after deflection of Danny Drinkwater, but Leicester were making it hard for the hosts, and on 68 minutes... Danny Welbeck was introduced as Arsenal reverted to a back four. Gabriel made a crucial block on Shinji Okazaki before the winner finally arrived, four minutes from time. Nacho Monreal latched onto a clearance to unleash a wild shot that flew in off Robert Hoof's chest. A potential vital three points were finally in the bag. Community. In the picture with the community department. Tweet of the week. Arsenal Community. Kicks participants visit Southampton FC thanks to at SFC underscore foundation for a great day of at PL Communities. Hashtag PL Kicks Action. History in the Community. In the hard copy of the programme, there is a picture of Jose Antonio Reyes visiting children on a matchday experience at Highbury in 2004. Double club developments. There have been some exciting developments for the Arsenal double club programme in recent months. In January, we announced an exciting new partnership with UCL and the Institute of Education. The aim of the partnership is to reach more North London children with reading programmes and raise educational achievement through Arsenal's Double Club programme and the university's IOE 2017 Reading Recovery Read Aloud campaign. Secretary of State for Education Justine Greening attended the launch and said... It's brilliant to see literacy and sporting activities working together today with the Reading Recovery Read Aloud initiative. I loved reading as a child, and it is really important that every child can read well. That's why the curriculum now has more focus on reading and writing, while our phonics work is helping 147,000 more children are on track to become great readers. In March, a few hard-working double-club pupils from Culverston Primary in Hackney got to visit the training ground and meet some of their heroes. The visit was a reward for all their efforts over the year and the amazing persuasive letters they wrote to Arsene Wenger asking for a special treat. Joshua Sukram, teaching assistant at Culverston, said, 
It was truly amazing and inspiring for the kids. They are still buzzing from it and showing off all their signed memorabilia. If you are a school in Islington, Camden or Hackney and would like to reap the benefits of being part of the double club, we are now taking new schools for September 2017. If you would like to know more about the Arsenal Double Club, check out www.arsenal.com slash double club slash the hyphen club slash community slash about hyphen arsenal hyphen double hyphen club or email jackmcnichol at jmcnichol at arsenal.co.uk. Visitors, Manchester United. It is a depleted Manchester United that will seek to extend a 25-match unbeaten run in the Premier League this afternoon. In the midst of a UEFA Europa League semi-final against Spanish club Celta Vigo, United have had their resources severely tested by a rash of injuries and suspensions. And it will be another case of make and mend here today against a gunner's side bidding to close the gap in the race to qualify for next season's UEFA Champions League. Jose Mourinho's first season as Manchester United manager, he was appointed to replace Louis van Gaal last summer, is not easy to evaluate or categorise. On the plus side, the Portuguese boss has already added two trophies to his collection, the Community Shield and the EFL Cup with the prospect of adding another in the Europa League. Furthermore, United have proved difficult to beat, losing only three times in the Premier League and not at all since October 23rd, when Mourinho suffered the ignominy of a 4-0 beating on his return to Stamford Bridge, where of course he's a revered figure, having led Chelsea to three Premier League titles. On the other hand, Despite those 25 consecutive league games without defeat, United still, like Arsenal, currently find themselves outside the top four and with their challenge to leaders Chelsea long since abandoned. It will be a major disappointment should England's record champions fail to qualify for the Champions League for the third year running, particularly after last summer's major recruitment drive, which not only brought to Old Trafford the illustrious Mourinho, but also a galaxy of star players, namely Paul Pogba, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Eric Bailey and Henrik Mkhitaryan. Ibrahimovic has been the cream of that new crop, scoring 28 goals in 46 appearances, including late Wembley winners against Leicester and Southampton, respectively in the Community Shield and EFL Cup final, and silencing those who doubted his ability to make an impact in England at the age of 35. Alas for United though, his season is now over. The Swedish superstar sustained serious knee ligament damage in the second leg of the Europa League quarter-final against Anderlecht, as did his teammate Marcus Rojo, one of a number of United defenders who has been laid low in recent weeks, though Chris Smalling returned to action on Thursday night as United beat Celta Vigo 1-0 in the first leg of the Europa League semi-final in Spain. United would qualify for next year's Champions League 
if they were to win the Europa League. But victory today would enhance their prospects of qualifying for Europe's flagship competition via the Premier League, where they needed to dislodge one of Liverpool or Manchester City from the top four. They held City to a 0-0 draw in their most recent away fixture in the league, a match in which Marouane Fellaini saw red, therefore missing today, and can generally be delighted with their form on the road this term, which has brought them 10 wins and 2 defeats. In contrast, they have won just 7 times at Old Trafford, sharing the points on no fewer than 10 occasions, including last Sunday's disappointing 1-1 draw against Swansea. Teams for Arsenal manager Arsene Wenger, red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red socks. 2. Mathieu Debussy. 3. Kieran Gibbs. 4. Per Matasaka. 5. Gabriel. 6. Laurent Koscielny. 7. Alexis Sanchez. 8. Aaron Ramsey. 9. Lucas Perez. 11. Mesut Ozil. 12. Olivier Giroud. 13. David Ospina, goalkeeper. 14. Theo Walcott. 15. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. 16. Rob Holding. 17. Alex Iwobi. 18. Nacho Monreal. 19. Santi Carzola. 20. Shkodran Mustafi. 22. Yaya Sonigo. 23. Danny Welbeck. 24. Hector Bayerin. 25. Carl Jenkinson. 26. Emiliano Martinez, goalkeeper. 29. Granit Xhaka. 31. Jeff Huen Adelaide. 32. Chuba Akpom. 33. Petra Cech, goalkeeper. 34. Francis Conquelin. 35. Mohamed Elneny. 37. Christian Bielik. 40. Gedeon Zalalem. 55. Ainsley Maitland Niles. 68. Chris Willock. For Manchester United, manager Jose Mourinho, blue shirts, shorts and socks with red trim. 1. David Gigi, goalkeeper. 3. Eric Bailey. 4. Phil Jones. 5. Marcos Royo. 6. Paul Pogba. 8. Juan Mata. 9. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. 10. Wayne Rooney. 11. 11. Anthony Martial. 12. Chris Smalling. 14. Jesse Ungard. 16. Michael Carrick. 17. Daily Blind. 18. Ashley Young. 19. Marcus Rashford. 20. Sergio Romero, goalkeeper. 21. Ander Herrera. 22. Henrik Makitarian. 23. Luke Shaw. 24. Timothy Fosumansa. 25. Antonio Valencia. 27. Marouane Fellaini. 36. Mathieu Damian. 38. Axel Tuanzibi. 39. Scott McTominay. 40. Joel Castro Pereira, goalkeeper. 42. Matthew Willock. Officials. Referee Andre Mariner. Assistant referees Simon Beck, Scott Ledger. Fourth official Craig Pawson. Today's other fixture Liverpool versus Southampton at 1.30 pm. The Arsenal Foundation. Helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport.
brings Arsene Wenger, that brings us to the end of this audio production of the Arsenal Matchday programme. Win five VIP box tickets to an Arsenal match. Join Markets.com, official Forex and CFD trading partner of Arsenal FC. One, follow the QR code printed on this advert. Two, download the Markets.com app. Three, open a £200 funded trading account. Two winners will be chosen and announced on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Trading CFDs carries risk of capital loss. Terms and conditions apply. Arsenal.markets.com slash TC. Markets.com. Where the world comes to trade. Arsenal FC official partner. EA Sports FIFA 17 says best of luck for the 2016-17 Premier League season. FIFA 17, FIFA official licensed product on Xbox One and PS4, out Thursday the 29th of September. Pre-order now. Powered by Frostbite, EA Sports FIFA. easports.com forward slash UK forward slash FIFA. Copyright 2016 Electronic Arts Incorporated. EA, EA Sports and the EA Sports logo and trademarks of Electronic Arts Incorporated. Official FIFA licensed product. Copyright FIFA and FIFA's official licensed product logo are copyrights and or trademarks of FIFA. All rights reserved. Manufactured under license by Electronic Arts Incorporated. The Premier League logo, copyright the Football Association, Premier League Limited 2006. The Premier League logo is a trademark of the Football Association, Premier League Limited, which is registered in the UK and other jurisdictions. The Premier League club logos are copyright works and registered trademarks of the respective clubs. All are used with the kind permission of their respective owners. Manufactured under licence from the Football Association Premier League Limited. No association with nor endorsement of this product by any player is intended or implied by the licence granted by the Football Association Premier League Limited to Electronic Arts. PlayStation, PlayStation logos and PS3 are trademarks or registered trademarks of Sony Computer Entertainment Incorporated. Also, PS4 is a trademark of the same company. All other trademarks are the property of their respective owners. Premier League, league partner, EA Sports. An unmissable season on Sky Sports. Premier League, Ladbrokes, SPFL, EFL, Skybet, EFL Cup, La Liga, Sky Sports. For full fixture information, visit skysports.com forward slash football. Humor, forever faster. Dare to take every shot. Olivier Giroud plays loud in Evo Power. Get yours at Cuba.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 